Well, are you ready? You ready to walk? You know, the Lord's been working for a good while. He's been teaching us what he's done for us, and he's been showing us what he's done in us, and now he's wanting to show us what he wants to do through us. As we walk in union, abiding in him, he wants to show us what he wants to do through us. Amen? So it's important. I just want us to get some basic foundation of the walk. I may finish it next week. But here in Romans, thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for it. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 says, And that, the the verse before that, I like that, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. Say amen. amen. And that knowing the time, see, it's important that we know the time, that it's high time to awake out of sleep, For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk. Say walk. Walk. You're going to see that word walk a lot. Let us walk honestly in the day, not in riding, drunkenness, nor in chambering, or wantingness, not in strife and envious. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let us walk honestly. Our walk is so important. You know, in Genesis chapter 13, you know, uh, the chapters before that, God came to Abraham and he says, get up from this country and leave your kindred, leave everyone, and come walk with me and I'm going to take you to the land that I'm going to give you. Well, Abraham got up. And he left the country, but he took his daddy, and he took his nephew. And it's an interesting little word. They walked for a while, but it says in Acts chapter 4 when Stephen's rehearsing all this, and it says God didn't show him the land until after his daddy died. Well, it was also after Lot and his herdsmen got in conflict with Abraham, and Abraham said, you just choose which way you want, and I'll take what's left. Let's, Let's separate. And the minute he separated, God spoke to him. And he told him, everything is before you is yours. But here's the part, Genesis 13, 17. So God told him to arise, walk through the land, the length of it, the breadth of it, and I will give it to you for your inheritance. What did he say? There's the land, but you're only going to get what you walk over. He said, Abraham, you walk as far as you want to, either way. And as far as you walk, it's yours. See, this is the principle. you got to take it. You know, when Joshua brought the children of Israel in, you know, he says, every place to what? Soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours for an inheritance. Well, he gave them the whole land all the way to Iraq. But guess what? They didn't take it. You know, about 18th chapter of Joshua, there were still six families or groupings that hadn't taken their inheritance. I don't know how many years later that was. So see, he gives you stuff, but you got to take it. You know, he says, I've given you land, but he says, you're going to have to take it little by little, lest the beast of the field consume you. But you got to take it. See, every place God gave the children of Israel All of that land.
But they'd been in the wilderness for 40 years and had to learn to battle. So he left a few giants in these places so they'd learn how to fight for what was theirs. God's given you a tremendous inheritance. But there's an enemy resisting what's yours. So you've got to be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind and put on the whole armor of God and learn to take what's yours. Occupy it. Take it. Every place the sole of your foot shall be, you tread, shall be yours. That's why we studied, you know, a couple of weeks ago when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. What that was saying is he cleansed their feet from the old way and he has given them his inheritance with new feet to walk. In Isaiah 52, it says, How precious is the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Is the what? Is the feet. You got to tread. You got to go. And he, and he said, if you take up your cross and do what? What does that mean? You got to follow. You got to follow where he's going. And as you see, this is the starting of it. And, uh, you know, and, and there's so many scriptures that, I, that he began to show me. <clears throat> and, and it's very crucial. What did he say? As many as are what? Led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we've got to go. If you're in union with him, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they'll what? Go into all the world. What does go imply? Walk. Let's go. And preach the gospel of the kingdom to every creature. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils. Freely receive, freely give. Isaiah chapter 2, it says, The word of the Lord, the son of Amaz saw concerning Judah of Jerusalem. And this shall come to pass in the last days. The last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. How many of you know that's already done? The Lord's house has already been established because Jesus established it. And they shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, Come, let us go up into the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. And we will walk in his what? Paths. You see, it's one thing. There's a scripture that says, ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You're going to walk out what you know. You're only going to walk in what you know. How many times does the Bible say, knowing this, knowing this? I don't even know how many times. It's important. You're going to do what you know. You're going to walk in what you know. And you can always ever learn it, but never come into the reality of that truth. The Bible says Jesus began both to do and to teach. He walked at first and then taught. They followed him and watched what he did, and then he taught them after they got to see what he was doing. First thing he did, he sent them out. Go, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, preach the kingdom of God. Raise the dead. Freely receive, freely give. So the walking out of this thing is so crucial for us to see the glory of God in the midst of this crooked and perverse world we live in. And in Isaiah chapter, what we're in Isaiah, let me go over here to Isaiah chapter 30. Whoo, I like this. While I'm working my way down to chapter 30, verse 20, I want you to see something in this. Isaiah 30, verse 7. He says here in the first chapter, first verse, Woe unto rebellious children that take counsel, but not of me, that, you know, 
trust in Egypt and the shadow of Egypt, but not me. For the verse seven says, For the Egyptians shall help in vain, and to no purpose. And this I have cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. Some of your other versions don't say that. But see, your strength comes from what? <coughs> Sitting still. As if what verse 15 says, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. You said, we're going to flee on our horses. He said, go ahead. But they're not riding no nags, the message Bible says. But the Lord will be gracious and wait for you. He will wait for you. Now, verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of afflictions. Anybody know about all that? Adversity and afflictions? But this is what we're living in. Yet shall not your teacher. I know it says teacher, but it's teacher. Who's your teacher? The anointing that you received abides with you. And you need not that any man teach you, but that same anointing teaches you all things and is truth. Shall not your teacher be removed into a corner anymore? But your eyes shall see your teacher, and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Do what? Walk in it. Walk. It's yours. Walk in it. When you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. Your teacher, will hear, you'll hear a word behind you. This is the way. Go. As many of you as are what? Led of the Spirit are sons and daughters of God. And see, it's this being led to the Spirit, man makes his plans, but God directs your steps. It's not as hard as you think. It really isn't as hard as you think. You can plan to do something, but God's going to direct your steps as you do it. Because you're living in union, right? Wherever he goes, you go. Come on, don't shout me down. If you abide in him, that's what, that's what he's saying here. Walk you in it. Woo. In Isaiah 35, while we're here, let's go over to Isaiah 35. Boy, this is much good stuff here in Isaiah. Mm-mm. Isaiah 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, excellency of Carmel, Sharon, and you shall see the glory of the Lord and the excellency of the of God. Strengthen ye the weak hands. Confirm the feeble knees. Say to them that are of fearful heart, be strong. Fear not, behold, your God comes with vengeance, even God to recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame man shall do what? Leap as a deer or a heart. Leap. See? The tongue of the dumb shall sing, and in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. <clears throat> now look, verse 8. And a highway will be there, a way. It shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men. You know, we'll call pilgrims and strangers on this earth. This is not our home right now. Though fools err not therein, no lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall go up there. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall do what? Walk there. Who's going to walk there? The redeemed. And the ransomed of the Lord, say that's me, shall come to Zion with songs of everlasting joy. How many joy? Everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and mercy and gladness and sorrow shall flee away. 
the redeemed will walk there. See, the, this walk is very crucial to, to our whole lives of what we do. Amen. Uh, you remember Psalms 1? Blessed is he that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delights in the law of the Lord. You know, Proverbs says, if you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. But if you walk with the fool, you're going to be destroyed. Is your walk important? <clears throat> Remember what Proverbs 4 says? It says, attend unto my words, incline your ears to my saying, let them not depart from your heart, keep them in the midst of your, your, eye, your heart, eyes, for their life to those that find them, and health to you, all, your, all your flesh. And then he goes on to say about verse 24, ponder the path of your feet. Let all your steps be established. See, that's, that's so crucial that we walk the walk. It's not enough to talk the talk. It's time to walk the walk. Because you're not children of darkness. You're children of light. Let us, therefore, walk as children of light. Seemed like Jesus said that, didn't he? I think he did. Okay. <coughs> But what's so cool about all this is just learning to walk in the Spirit. It's not something you do apart from Him, something you do in Him. And He's there to help you. And that's why Jesus, He said in Matthew 11, says, He said to those, He said, Blessed are they that. No, wait a minute. I'm getting it mixed up. <coughs> he says, If you're to them that are heavy laden, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He says, Take my yoke, see union, on you, and you'll find rest for your soul. For my burden is easy, and it's light. Come on now. Oh, if his burden's easy and light, and I'm in union with him, how's my burden going to be? Easy and light. Oh, come on. All right. Sometimes those verses just fly in one side and out the other. Y'all don't have that problem, do you? You know, it says, you know, Proverbs 37, 23, steps of a good man are ordered to the Lord. The what? Steps. It's very important how we walk. Isaiah 40, while we're here, let's just go over to Isaiah 40. <clears throat> it says, he giveth, verse 29, he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall exchange, is the Hebrew word, exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings of as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, Hallelujah. He maketh my feet like what? Hind's feet. Hind's feet like a deer. Sure, steadfast. <clears throat> so it's important to see we're talking about the walk that we walk. Micah 6, 8 says, He has showed the old man what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's all. Do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. 
So it's about your what? Your walk. Your walk is important. You remember when Jesus healed the man of palsy and the Pharisees got all bent out of shape and they said to him, who can forgive sin but God only? And Jesus said to the man, thy sins, instead of saying thy sins be forgiven, he just said arise and walk. So what was important? To rise and walk. But that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. Therefore he said to the man of palsy, arise and walk. Walk. Take up your bed and what? That's why he healed the blind, the deaf, and he, the lame. He always healed. He, it says that they all came to him, all the lame and all the deaf and blind. He healed them all. Because he wants you to hear, he wants you to see, and he wants you to walk. It's, in, it's important how we walk. See then that you walk circumspectively, redeeming the times. It's, it's a walk upright. Okay, We're working our way down to that. Matthew eleven three was one of them. They said to him, to, to Jesus, John the Baptist sent his disciples in Matthew eleven three. Are you he that should come, or do we look for another? He said, Go tell John the things which you have hear, heard and seen. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now as the Father sent me, so send I you. So what is our what is our mission here? To go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom. It's time for the church to hit where you work. Where you work every day as you go out. John 8, 12. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Will not walk what? In darkness. But he wants you to walk in the light. John 12, 35. Then Jesus said to them, Yet a little while have you the light with you. Walk while you have the light. Do what? Walk. Lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness know not where he goeth. While you have the light. Verse 36. Believe in the light that you may be children of the light. What? Children of the light. But walk in the light. First John says, if you walk in the light, as he's in the light, you have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. God's Son cleanses you from all everything. Continually cleanses you. But if you hate your brother, he says, you're walking in darkness. And there's no light in you. It's about to walk. <clears throat> you know, when we, we've talked about Peter, you know, there was Peter denying the Lord and everything else and all we talked about a couple weeks ago. But after the day of Pentecost, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, and Peter in chapter 3 was walking by the temple, I'm sure Jesus walked by this guy many times going into the temple, and says, Peter fastened his eyes upon him, and looking upon him, the man expecting to get something from Peter, and Peter says, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and what? Walk. Woo! And he took him by the hand, and he leaping up began to run, walking and leaping and praising God. And for the first time, he got to go into the temple. They wouldn't allow cripples and people like that in the temple. He got to go in the temple. 
Oh, happy day, he said. You know, when Paul talked to uh, the Corinthians, he said in 1 Corinthians 3, 3, he said, I'd like to speak to you as mature children, but you're just carnal. You're, you're just mere men. And he says there, he says, for you yet carnal, whereas there's among you envy and strife and divisions, and you are carnal and walk as mere men. Your walk is a walk of mere men. We're not to walk as mere men. It says, he that believeth in him ought himself to walk even as he walked. Dude, let, me, let me say that again. If you believe into him, you should walk even as he walked. That's not a suggestion. See, your walk is important. You know, go preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Your walk's more important than what you say. People see you walk a lot more than they hear what you say. We should walk as he walked. That's because we are new creations. We're living in union with him, and this is just a natural next step. Walk this thing out. Walk it out. You know, in in, uh, Matthew chapter 25, he says, the kingdom of heaven is as a man leaving the country. And he called his servants, and he gave to one man one talent, to another five, another two, and he took his journey. And, and they went out, and he said he gave to every one of them according to their several ability. Now, if you look up that word ability, several ability, that word ability in the Greek is deutimus, supernatural power. God gives to every man a supernatural endowment. One of them went out and traded with the same and got another one. The five went out and got five more. But the one went and buried it in the ground because he was afraid. And he didn't do anything with it. And the master came back and the one that, that had the two said, I've increased it twofold. Well done, good and faithful servant. The one that had five got five more. But the one that hid it, he says, what happened? He said, well, I was afraid that I'd lose what you gave me, so I hid it. I did what? Hid it. I was afraid and hid it. You know why you don't use what he gives you most of the time? Because you're afraid. What if I'm wrong? What if I get offended? What if they reject me? Who can reject you if you're made accepted and beloved? Give me an amen, Marion. All right. And so he says, take that from your lazy servant. He said, take it from him and give it to the one that brought in five. To whom much is given is much more given. He that hath much shall much more be given. Because it's not natural. It's super what? Natural. Deutimus. And you've been sent out with Deutimus power to do things that he's going to back you up. And the Lord went with them, confirming their words with signs following. Who, what's he saying? In Isaiah, he confirms the words of his messengers and does miracles for you. So he's, he's wanting us to begin to see that it's high time to arise out and begin to walk this thing. You're going to make a difference in the world you're around. When you start getting, you, you know who you are. You know why you're here. 
You know where you're going. So it's time to walk what you got. Walk it out. <clears throat> okay. Galatians 5.14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. This I say, verse 16, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that you cannot do the things you would. Verse 18, but if you be led of the spirit, you're not under the law, but under grace. Verse 25, of that chapter says, if we live in the spirit, where do we live? In the spirit. We're in union. Let us walk. In the spirit. Acts 17, 28 says, For in Christ we live, we move or walk, and we have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. Everywhere we go. He's with you. Galatians 6, 15 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. That's all that matters. It's not about anything but being in union with him. All right, the book of Ephesians. Ephesians, the word walk, is found seven or eight times. Seven times in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For we are his, no, it says, By grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourself. It's a gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. Verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has foreordained from the foundation of the world that we should walk in those works. All of his works has he done in us and through us. Amen? See, he created us by grace we're saved Matter of fact, he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. I don't understand all that, but that's what it says. And he ordained us to walk in what he has done for us. And you know what? It is God that worketh in you, both to will it and to do it. You don't even get to do that. He gives you the desire, and then he gives you the ability to do what he's asked you to do. How can you beat a deal like that? Dilly dilly. I don't know. <laughs> Have a drink. You know, we was talking about Peter. You know what I think our problem is? We don't drink enough. You know, on the day of Pentecost, Peter was exchanged from that other Peter to this brand new Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and they perceived it, took knowledge of him, that he'd been with the Lord. And then another place, when Peter stood up and he said he was filled with the Spirit again. In Acts chapter 4, he said, Behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal and signs and wonders will be done. And as they prayed, they were filled again. Three times you'll see Paul, Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. Wow, back in December, what, 31st, I got filled with the Spirit. Well, we leak that wasn't good enough. Amen. Right. Bible says don't be drunk with wine. 
but, but ye, be ye filled continually with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making grace in your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, if we're going to be led to the Spirit, we've got to be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. It's not enough to have an experience sometime. We need to drink every day. Yeah. Being filled. What does filled mean? You see evidence they were not just filled one time, they were filled several times. And I think the problem is, just like with Peter, you look at Peter's life, he kept being filled with the Spirit. Then they started arresting him and threatening him and beating him and all this stuff. And first thing you know, Peter kind of goes out of the scene. Matter of fact, Paul said in Galatians, and when Peter showed up there, he said, when Peter come in, he was associating with all the Gentiles, but when the Jews come in, he disassociated with the Gentiles and started associating with the, the Jews because he was afraid of rejection. What happened? I think somewhere along the line, Peter quit drinking. And he said, I rebuked him, Peter, before them all. said, if you live like the Gentiles, why now are you compelling the Gentiles to live as the Jews? We know that man's not justified by keeping the law, but by the hearing of faith. And I'm telling you, this is a day when we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit continually. God's not called us to just get a place in heaven when we die. He wants us to make a little action going on while we're here. Dilly dilly. Amen? You know, Daniel says, they that know their God will be strong and do exploits. How many of you want to do exploits? Amen. I don't want to just endure. I want to do exploits. You know what Jenna was telling us about? She did exploits. I couldn't believe she'd come home. She was dreading meeting with this girl. I'm being honest. But I'm telling you, heaven came down and glory filled her soul. And she thought herself happy after that. And she's still happy. She's still happy. You know, when you see God do something, it makes a difference in your life. Well, the only reason we don't see things happening, we ain't doing nothing. Get up, rise, and shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness of people, but the Holy Ghost will arise upon you, and his Spirit will be seen upon you, and men will come to the brightness of that rising. Isaiah 60, verse 1, and she still can't stand it. She's going to come up and take him with her. Oh, here we go again. So you want to be filled with the Spirit? Filled with the Spirit. I'm just telling you, it's not a one-time. you got to drink. Come on. Be filled with the Spirit. Now let me see where I got to. We'll be filled. All right, come on. Come on, Linda. Ready? Come on down. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, come on down. Just drink. You know, you say, well, what's this necessary? It says, when the people saw that by the laying on the hands, the Holy Spirit was given. That's why we lay hands on the, whole, the people and the Holy Ghost is given. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there ain't no room for nothing else. Oh, Oh, thank you, Lord. You don't need to drink wine if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a lot better than wine. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Fire the Holy Ghost. 
All right, Mike, lay hands on them. Get you and Lindy, come on, spread what you got. Just lay hands on people. Just lay hands on each other. Listen, every believer can lay hands on the sick and they'll be filled with the Spirit. Just receive it in Jesus' name. I'm convinced we don't drink enough. Yes, in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Just drink. Just drink. Just have a drink. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just fill them all with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to refill in. We want to fill in. We want a fresh filling every day. We want to rise and shine and let the Holy Spirit fill us to overflowing. Mm-mm. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, while you're standing in line, if you've got something else you filled your cup up with, get it out before they lay hands on you so you got some room for it. Get it out. Cast off the works of darkness. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, yes, Lord. Amen. 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 You eat food every day, drink every day. Drink every day. Ray, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that I just felt like Holy Spirit wanted me to share was the importance of worship. Um, It says when David, when he was, all of us have times when we leak, when things come against us, life comes against us, and it feels like that everything is blowing up in our face. And it says when David, when he was in Ziklag, it says he went and he encouraged himself in the Lord. I believe he worshiped. Yes. And so when, whenever, whenever you feel that, that leaking going out, you go and you, you hide yourself, you spend some time alone with the Lord and you worship. You encourage yourself in the Lord and you allow Holy Spirit to fill you back up because Dorman's right, the only way we can walk this thing is in the Holy yeah. Spirit. And there are times when we have to separate ourselves and we have to get alone and encourage ourselves in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, when David was in Saul's presence, when he was demon-possessed, David would come in and start singing, and that demons would leave. I'm sure when he got by himself and he started feeling tormented, he started singing. And you know what happened? The devil's left. Norman, those two wives that David got stolen by the, by the Amalekites, their name is Hinoam and uh, Abigail, that means delight and joy. Amen. That's what the, David, that's what the devil stole, and that's what God brought back. Come on, that'll preach. Prophesy, man. Yeah. Woo, yeah. It can happen for you. All right. Well, stand and we'll be blessed. We're already blessed. No. Father, thank you. The Lord has blessed us and he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And he's caused his face and his grace to shine upon us. 
The glory of God is risen upon us. We thank you for that blessing, Lord. And the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. We thank you for the blessing of the Lord being on upon us, Lord. And we thank you, Father. We're going to go out in the power of your spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Be blessed.